Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast with you every Friday morning with your favourite podcasting app or indeed Friday evenings on RTE Radio. My name is Dusty Rhodes. Welcome to show number 918. I'm joined by our editor, Niall Kitson, as always, to talk about the news stories of the week. Your head must be melted, though, Niall, uh, after this week's interview, which is coming up. I'm really looking forward to hearing it uh, because I need to check are you Niall Kitson or do I need to check if you are a human being? <laughs> to what level do you need to verify that I am Niall Kitson? I, I love the whole thing about this the, the, uh, uh, interview, which is all about looking to the future. I mean, you think it's bad now with emails or passwords or whatever. Uh, this guy is talking about linking your DNA into, you know, I, th- I mean... <laughs> My, drive, re- my driver's license photo is not great. What's my DNA going to look like? You know, these are new things I have to worry about in the 21st century. Let's get on with the news, though, firstly. And yeah. Of course, the big story this week is Google I.O. Uh, the thing that kind of caught attention really was um, what changes they're making with Google Pay. This this jumped out at you, and I think it's very cool as well, because uh, we're, we're all using either Google Pay or Apple Pay, or at the very least, we're familiar with it, but not everybody uses it. Um, for various reasons. Well, I'm I'm sure there are operational reasons why people don't use Google Pay or Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. So Google have actually come up with a really neat solution, right? So if you're dealing with a product or a service or, you know, a shop or whatever that doesn't do Google Pay, you will still be able to pay with your phone. But instead of being protected by the Google Play system, Uh, or by the Google Pay system, what Google will do is generate a once-off Visa card, once-off credit card, that will process that transaction alone, and that's it. I like that. It's nice, isn't it? I like that a lot. But where is Google making money out of it? Uh, Well, I imagine it's because they will get to spread Hmm. the reach of Google Pay and maybe demonstrate it as a concept to get other people in on the the Google Pay train, if you would. Do you think it might be a loss leader? No. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Um, I think actually what it is, it's to get more people into just using Google Pay and paying for things with their phones. That's what it is, because ultimately that will bring in uh, loads more money. Um, So the gist of it is, is that if you're one of these people who's afraid to associate your credit card or your debit card with Google Pay, what Google Pay will do is generate a new credit card number every single time you make a transaction. If the crowd that you're dealing with doesn't support Google Pay. So it basically expands Google Pay support pretty much around around the world. So does that mean then that if I walk into it, because most stores that I walk into will accept Google Pay and you just tap the phone and you're done. This is for yeah. the odd company that don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Google Pay uh, Wallet, also some headlines on that. Yeah, basically, uh, you will be able to keep your driver's license, in, well, in the States anyway, mm-hmm. uh, in your in your Google Wallet. Uh, and also things like vaccine passports, that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, Apple, uh, well, I mean, the wallet systems will do pretty well at the moment. So why not? Um 
have more uh, legally binding documents in them. Mm. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think yep. it's, it's convenient. And listen, do you know what? You can see it happening. Yeah, it's yeah. inevitable. If it's you, inevitable. If you've read 1984, you know it's going to happen. All <laughs> 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 be built into some little tablet uh, which is kept under your skin in your wrist or something like that. Uh, do you think uh, the Irish authorities, I think the Irish authorities will come around and allow you to carry your, your passport or I think the EU will allow you to carry your passport. Uh, I think that the Irish authorities would allow you to carry a digital version of your driver's license on your phone. I don't think yeah, it'll I take too so. long. Probably not. No, I mean, well, well, the primary uh, areas are always uh, security and data protection. Mm. I mean, are you are ba- would you be basically handing over stewardship of your driver's license or your birth cert or, or your marriage cert or whatever to a third party to a, to a, a private entity? No, I don't think so because uh, that um, ID or that piece of confirmation, whatever it is, uh, needs to be issued by somebody in the first place. Mm. So basically, all you have is a copy. Your driver's license yeah. is just a copy of your registration to drive a, a motor vehicle, sir, um, hmm. uh, which is which is kept in a central register in Shannon, is it? I can't remember where it is. Uh, yeah. I only renewed okay. my uh, driver's license there recently, and it was brilliant, completely flawless. You just go onto the website. How are you doing? Have your details changed? And I went, well, other than me looking older, no. Uh, <laughs> and they went, uh, they went, grand, okay, well, just give us 55 quid. We'll send you a new license. Done. Right. Brilliant. And I had it within a week or, or, or something like that. So delighted with that. Anyways, we're, we're digressing. So Google Pay, uh, mm. Google Wallet. Uh, now, of course, we can't talk about Google I.O. without talking about smartphones. What are they up to? Yeah, well, we've, we will have uh, a Pixel 6a, which will be sort of the, the budget version mm. of, the, uh, uh, of everybody's favourite vanilla Android device. There's also going to be um, Pixel 7. Uh, and they have also announced a new Pixel tablet uh, and smartwatch. Now, the interesting thing, and and earbuds, actually, so they're going for a full um, hardware ecosystem, like mm. a certain other company that we're not going to mention in this segment. But it's not happening now. It's not, you know, it's, it's not happening this year. It's going to be next year when the entire suite will be together and you will be able to be locked in to the entire Google ecosystem and you will be made feel good about it. I can hear excitement dripping from your sarcastic words. <laughs> do you know what? I had a conversation with one of my contributors this morning yeah. and he was like, do you get excited about technology anymore? Like I'm covering this stuff for so long uh-huh. that it's really difficult to get excited about things. All right. I mean, do you get excited about things? I don't get as excited as I was when I was a teenager. And oh my God, look what they've just made now. It's amazing. Yeah. I like the last thing we were really excited about was uh, Apple's M1 processor. Because that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, true. And uh, now, do you know what? And, and in the long run, that's just super fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got, it's got a lot of other stuff built into it. But yeah, I mean, for me, that's that's the most important I know thing what you for mean. And it's kind of like there's nothing really happening. I was in Curry's yesterday, all right, as I as I always do when I'm in the shopping centre and just wandering around and having a look at the laptops and the phones and stuff like that. And I literally just glanced at all of the smartphones and they all looked lovely and glittery and on and this display and that display and colourful and all that. I just nothing didn't even see it because they're all the same. They're all a flat slab of screen on which you can do things. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just endless variations of that, like, you know, so, uh, so no, I suppose, and the same with laptops and stuff like that. Um, I mean, what I do now is I walk around, 
and I, I lift all the laptops up and I'm only interested in the one that weighs the lightest, which yeah. is the Samsung Galaxy Book 2 Pro by a mile. <laughs> by a mile. Okay, the, the, the MacBook Air, which we all know, all right, I think it's 1.2, no, it's 1.3 kilos, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the MacBook Pro 2 is uh, 0.85. Mm. That's a half a kilogram lighter than a MacBook Air. That's the Samsung is 0.85. Yes. I want mm. one. And usually <laughs> when I say I want one, that follows with, <laughs> I didn't buy the groceries this week. <laughs> but look, but look what I have here. <laughs> Diverting money from important things into stupid toys. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, so I uh, know. So you're not excited. There was nothing really in Google that, that, that kind of made you go, way. Just well, more of I the mean, same, yeah. Here's here's something interesting that they added in the um, human interface element of things. Because at the moment, uh, if you want to use your Google Assistant, you've got a wake word. You know, you, you go, okay, Google, and whatever, right? Yeah. They're introducing something called look and talk. Uh, this might be various degrees of scary for you, right? What you do is, instead of saying, you know, a, okay, Google, you look over to your speaker and you ask whatever you want to know. Oh, no. No, 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 no. A whole different level of scary. That's absolute no. I am <laughs> just about into the whole thing that they're listening to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Having them watch me just to see if I glance in their direction, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's a it's a whole other level. So I what thought do that you was... Think? Well... That's a good question. Like, because on a technical level, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's good. That's interesting. You know, the technology is moving along. Uh, wake words. Yeah, much of a muchness, really. Um, this is a, seam- a more seamless experience. Hmm. Uh, I'll grant you that. I'm not really sold on smart speakers in general, although anyone that I have got a Google Echo for... Love it. They think it's great. And mm-hmm. they like being able to talk to it and all that kind of thing. So I don't know if in taking away the wake word, you are actually taking away something people actually enjoy doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I know that people love saying, okay, Google. Actually, mine hasn't gone off. What kind of people are you hanging out with where they love saying oh. that? Come on. Oh, my, my parents. I love it. Do you my know my favorite part of the day? Don't you? <laughs> my mom loves saying, okay, Google. Uh, she, she just, she, it makes her feel like the boss. Uh, and, you know, if that's, if that if that's how you know wake words make people feel, who am I to take that away from them? I I, th- I think it definitely does need uh, something because we've a couple of Amazons uh, around the house and a couple we, of Amazonians. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want to say I don't want to say the word um, because there's one in the office as well. Um, but I find that if I talk to one of them, the other one for some reason picks up my voice better and will do whatever it is on the other one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So all of a sudden, yeah. I'm kind of, kind of thinking, uh, all right, Grant. Well, I want to listen to whatever Matt Cooper on on Today FM, and uh, I'll say this to this speaker, and then it'll start playing it in the living room whilst I'm in the kitchen, and I can't no yeah. hear you. Da, 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 da. And then, actually, do you know what you said? Smart speakers. Mm-hmm. I I don't call them smart speakers anymore. 
What do you call them? Dumb speakers. Dumb speakers. I'll give you the reason why. We had an internet outage for uh, was an hour. It wasn't that important, all right? But during it, I just said to my Amazonian friend, what time is it? I can't connect to the internet right now. And I just kind of went, you know what? <laughs> if you can't, if you can't even do tell something the that time. basic, <laughs> you are um, thoroughly useless. And then the other thing, I was listening to the radio uh, on, on, on the uh, said speaker and a song came on. I kind of went, ah, what exactly is that? So I asked, what is that song? All right. Which I would, mm. you know, sometimes do if it's playing a Spotify playlist or whatever, and it'll tell me what it is. Or mm. if I'm listening to something on another device, it'll tell me what it is. Mm. Um, but because I was listening to the radio on that and I asked, what's that song? It said, uh, it's RTE 2FM. But that's not a song. <laughs> 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 right. So it's kind of like, yeah, dumb speakers again. Anyway, anyway, listen, th- th- there we go. Google are working away on it. I think that's an interesting thing uh, that they are doing with uh, looking over to the speaker and talk. I think it's interesting, but I wouldn't want it in, okay. in my private life. Well, do, listen, do you want to hear some boring productivity stuff now? Oh, yes, absolutely. Sorry, you might call it. Now, this is where I get excited because, uh, you know, using Google Docs and Workspace and all that kind yeah. of stuff. What What are they doing there? Well, workspace being, a, a, you know, it's becoming a, an entire productivity suite mm. uh, at the moment from from docs all the way up to video conferencing with, uh, with Google Meet. So they've added a few, again, kind of kind of tweaks that are sort of interesting. One of which they're calling um, Portrait Restore. And the idea is if you've got a particularly good image of yourself in a meeting, right? Mm. You know, the way you show up in some meetings and maybe it's a bit darker, you know, the angle on your camera isn't great and you're fiddling with it or whatsoever. You can basically get it to remember when you looked your best. (gasps) (laughs) Those conditions when you looked pretty darn good and it can recreate those. No. Yeah. Did they show a demonstration of this? They did, yeah, yeah. So it's someone with too much time in their hands. Did it impress? um, well, it kind of impressed me. Um, that is I mean, really you know, impressive. It's a but, developer but it, conference. Everything impresses people. Yeah. And of course they use like games and stuff like that. Like, you know, they, they always use or when they're taking photographs of food, yeah. <laughs> they use all yeah. kinds of tricks and make it look amazing. Like, you know, um, I, so I think I, that's, I, that's a good idea in some ways, but yeah. Do you know what I think of? It's uh, like on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are able to blur the background behind you. Yeah. It's a very rudimentary kind of a a green screen thing. And it works, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, You end up with this sort of halo around you. Well, this is And if you move too quickly, you get blurred. So is that what you're going to look like? You're going to look like a a blurry head when Google is trying to make you look at your portrait best. Oh, that's that's a good question. I suppose we'll <laughs> just have to see when it's out in the wild and people look for ways to break it. But uh, that's that's one nice little thing. Yeah. Um, another one which you're going to love. Mm. Uh, actually, I think I love it already because and and people in the in the business world very often we have to deal with documents that are quite long uh, and we get a little bit TLDR over it. Yeah. Uh, we're like, okay, what can we do? Google is working on a way to auto summarize documents. Otter are doing this already. Okay. Otter and are doing do this when you... It? No, I've never used it. I, why would I? I, I think yeah. what it's doing is, I haven't even tried it, but the, the mm. gist of it is, is you have a meeting, uh, you record it with Otter, which then transcribes it. 
Uh, and then I think Otter kind of comes up with uh, notes. And it's probably just based around the, the keywords of the meeting, the words that were said the most often. That's what, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't trust it. Anyway, what, what's Google's take on it? Well, of course, it's fantastic as far as Google is concerned. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's neat. It's a neat idea, mm. but I wouldn't trust it. Because the, if you're detail-oriented, maybe the detail that's in the fine print is the most interesting or, you know, for want of a better term, the, more, the most dangerous mm. that you need to be around for. That sort of top-level abstract summary, yeah, maybe not the best way to Nuances. conduct business. Nuances. Nuances. You will yes. make a note to yourself during the meeting. Don't trust what Miles says. He's an anti-Google, <laughs> Apple-loving fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's the, they're never going to pick that up in the document, are they? <laughs> yeah. One, one final thing yeah. um, that they're uh, sort of taking a leaf from Gmail when it comes to detecting spam and, and phishing emails, mm-hmm. uh, email addresses, is they're going to be able to do that in Google Docs. So say somebody happens to insert a dud link or a, a very nasty link into a Google Doc, um, Google will be able to filter those out. All right. Okay. Nice, nice little security feature. Okay. Well, that's good. That's uh, all. All to do with Google I/O. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Two other quickie things just before we get to the other uh, news stories of the week, which is kind of tied into this. Uh, Google Docs. I only discovered recently that if you're in a document and you go to Tools, uh, you will see a thing called voice typing. Yes. Which, which I've been playing around with. Uh, so it's only new to me uh, and I think it's quite good. And I like the fact that unlike transcription or whatever, I can actually, I can talk and then I can kind of go back and make a quick correction if, if, if I need to. It's good for kind of riffing off and, 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 and getting started on a document. The other thing uh, that I meant to say to you was uh, Microsoft have used their Edge browser. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in a new uh, VPN, which is going to be built into the browser, which Ooh. is amazing. Uh, mm. However, you will need to have a Microsoft account, and it is limited to one gig a month of traffic. Okay, so we won't we won't be watching Netflix. Uh, we won't be watching Netflix. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, uh, we may not be watching Netflix at all if they manage to survive the curtain the, the current routing that they're getting on the uh, stock market. Yeah. Of course, their their price is down shockingly. It's nearly fifty percent or something like that. I should look it up. Yeah. Actually, it was. Hang on, it was at its peak about seven hundred dollars, uh, and it's now under two hundred dollars. Really? Under yes. 200? Yes. I think now, now I'm talking when the peak, I'm talking about like late sure. last year. Okay. So sure. then it fell to uh, whatever it is. Don't make me look at it. You're going to make me look it up now, aren't you? Okay, Grant. I'm, I'm looking lo- it up. I'm lo- <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's wow. Ga- who's going to get there first? Okay. I'm I'm there first. Okay. Goodness. $166.37. That's what it is at the minute. That's what it is right now. Okay. And uh, it was in November of last year, 690. Wow. So that's a big drop. Uh, and most of that drop has happened since their last earnings report, which was the, it was mid April, 14th of April, I think, or something like yeah, that. It and it literally drop. tanked overnight. Mm. Uh, and it tanked and then it dropped down. So it's down at about 180. They're trying to get their mojo back together again. Uh, two of the things that they have been talking about looks like they've put skates underneath it and they're going to introduce them really, really fast. What are they? Yeah, actually, I went. I found the. I found the top. The the top of the mountain. Six hundred and eighty dollars. All right. 
And it's, <laughs> Stop it's it. Just, You're just money obsessed. I am money obsessed. <laughs> back to Netflix. Um, How are they going to cure that problem? Back to Netflix. So, well, I mean, cure their problem. Uh, what they're planning to do is, well, I guess it's toying, but I, I guess we might see this next year. They're looking to introduce a tier, a paid tier below what we're paying at the moment, mm. right? Because you remember when it started out at Netflix, it was like seven ninety nine a month on the whole premise that, you know, right content, right price, or rather reasonable content for the price you're paying. Yep. Uh, by the way, we're going to be working on our own stuff. Now they work on an awful lot of their own stuff. Much of it isn't very good or derivative or obviously data driven. Um, and we're paying fourteen ninety nine a month for it. Hmm. Now, what Netflix is proposing is something along the lines of, well, how about we reintroduce the sort of maybe eight ninety nine, seven ninety nine uh, a month tier, but have it be ad supported. So, in the same way that we're using the RTE player or you know the Channel Four. Um, or I suppose those two big ones actually that that are ad supported. Yeah, and of course, but, YouTube. But they're um, free. They're all yeah free. Yeah, you know, with Serview, you can pick up half a dozen channels, and they're all free. Mm. This is the deal, okay? If you want to show me ads, I don't pay. If I pay, no ads. However, I believe that there is an ad supported version of Netflix, and uh, I think it's Hulu in the states. Hulu and I think Disney Plus do it. There you go. As well. Disney Plus is who I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, and it's, and it has worked for them. And I think, you know, as we are absolutely more and more rapidly with every day uh, rocketing towards a recession, I think that is probably a model that will work. Well, if, if somebody said, would you like to pay less for Netflix? At the, <laughs> I mean, given their current catalogue, Sure. It depends on where they're going to put it. Okay. So um, I would say for me, if they're going to put ads in the middle of a series that I'm watching or mm. in the middle of a movie, mm. absolutely forget it. I'm gone. All right. Mm. Because then, okay. then it just becomes television. All right. However, if it becomes a case of where it's pre-roll advertising, mm. maybe it's something that you could live with. As in, mm-hmm. you know, there's two minutes of advertising before your program starts or your movie starts. Yeah. Well, if you're paying less for it, I I look at what I'm watching on Netflix at the moment mm. and how much of it is original content that I can't get anywhere else. Mm. Um, the answer is at the moment, there's one show that I'm watching that is Netflix original content. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Uh, which is Black Spot, which is fantastic. Um, but uh, otherwise... I don't know. There's nothing really to keep me around on on the platform, uh, and it's terrible to say that yeah. you know one French TV show from a couple of years ago is is it. Mm. But there you go. I hear, and the only thing I hear my friends talking about. Okay, so it's just completely colloquial I- information. Is mm. that most of it is rubbish and it's too dear. The prices have gone up too much. That's yeah. they're the two things I hear about Netflix. Yeah. And just stuff that's not relevant. And and of course, we know the EU mm. uh, is coming in and saying, look, you're going to have to start producing more European content, uh, which is great because I'm not interested in South Korean teen dramas. <laughs> Sorry, not my jam. <laughs> I'd never have guessed. I'd never have guessed. Anyway. Never have guessed. So that's uh, Netflix. So ads uh, supported thing is one thing. And the other is passwords. 
passwords. Yes, because they uh, are very aware and have always been very aware that people are sharing their passwords. So you've got mm-hmm. your account and then you say to your mom, look, just I'll install it and you can use my password and then off you go. Okay. Yeah. Practically everybody I know does that. Okay. Uh, and Netflix have been aware that that happens, but they haven't really mm. done anything about it. And even as they suffered the share price collapse recently, they have been saying, whoops, we better do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I'm saying they're going to do, do these things very fast because they are talking about in the coming months, they are going to offer uh, a, another tier where you're able to share your account with somebody else. Okay, or share your password, whatever way you want to put it. All right. Uh, it means that once they bring that in, they are going to crack down on people who actually are sharing passwords. So if you've got a Netflix account and it's kind of going, okay, well, look, you're watching it on this household off this one IP address, uh, but there's somebody in a location that's 30 miles away from you on another IP address watching it at the same time. It's like, eh, you can't do that. It's on a different device because they have uh, okay, your location, right, your IP address, your MAC address from your uh, uh, piece of equipment. There's loads of different ways of, of knowing what you're watching on. Uh, but but here's the thing, right? If I go on holidays and I connect through a different network, hmm. is that does that count? Does that count against you me? You will be using your own uh, equipment. So um, possibly not. And maybe they'll give a two week window or a one week window or whatever. I don't know. But they're, they're cracking down on it and it's coming fast. Listen, uh, we're running out of time for the news. So there's just two other things I want to get to very quickly. Sure. Uh, Apple killing off the iPod. Do you really think it was the greatest product ever made? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I think it is absolutely fantastic. The best MP3 player ever made, even though it is one of the least featured, because mm. I remember when I got my fifth generation uh, 30 gig iPod, which is probably the best device Apple have ever made because mm-hmm. it does absolutely everything it should do and it does it brilliantly. And the uh, scroll wheel was a wonderful piece of uh, um, uh, human computer yeah. interactive Genius, design, yeah. you know, um, and uh, opened the uh, opened the door for people to consider mobile devices as being more than just a phone mm. uh, properly. And um, yeah, I still use it. I still have it hooked up to my my stereo. Uh, it backs up an awful lot of music. I was able to get rid of an awful lot of CDs. I just ripped them to iTunes and I have them backed up yeah. uh, on my on my iPod for uh, for further use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sad about it. I understand why its time has come. Ah, yeah. uh, I mean, the you know, but it had tremendous longevity. I mean, there was a friend of mine who had a device which had. Uh, better storage and radio built in, but it weighed a ton and it was really difficult to use. Uh, and, you know, as soon as you had that iPod, iTunes um, partnership, hmm. that was it. Game over. They did it. I, <clears throat> as a piece of kit, it was one of the best ever made. But I think that they trumped it uh, with the iPhone because essentially they took an iPod and added, t- added telephony to it. And that's why I would say that is the greatest product I won't say ever made because let's not forget the wheel. (laughs) But in recent times, I think the iPhone was uh, one of the greatest products ever made. Finally, speaking of Trump, Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Hey, hey, all pally. Yeah, I mean, this this guy is trolling us at this stage. The more I hear about this alleged Twitter takeover, the the more (laughs) sceptical I am of it. I'm convinced Musk is going to come out and go... uh, 
ju- just expose this thing as a comedy happening or something like yeah. that. So e- like, Elon ah. Musk, just to be clear, Elon Musk says that he will reverse Trump's ban on Bitter on, on Twitter. <laughs> on Bitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you know what? I think that's a great point <laughs> to that's, wrap it up on. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's our greatest hits sorted right there. <laughs> Remember, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website, techcentral.ie. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. ID has become an essential part of our daily lives where we need everything from a driver's license to email address or a password to get things done. However, the next generation of virtual worlds are going to add another problem, not just with IDing who we are, but that we are actually a human to start with. A Spanish company called DNAverse is showing off one solution based on a non-fungible token collection, customised with real DNA. Javier Florin is the CEO and co-founder, and he had a chat with Niall Kitson about the plan for bringing together the technologies of blockchain and NFTs with the art of medical imaging. What you're looking at with DNAverse is bringing together a couple of technologies that don't seem to be easy bedfellows. I mean, granted, you've got sort of the so-called Web3 technologies now of non-fungible tokens and blockchain, but you're also marrying that with original digital art. Um, So tell me, where exactly does your background come from in this? Are you coming from the technical end or are you coming from the artistic end? Well, we uh, we definitely are coming uh, from the artistic uh, end. Um, we backed the the project uh, for uh, our three D for science company is the mother of of the project. Three um, for science is um, is a scientific communication company. Um, is being in the business for uh, ten years now. And now it's among the top leaders of uh, medical animation and scientific visualization. So definitely uh, we are coming from the science and the art part of the of the story. Yeah. So what you're known for so far when you work with biotech or pharmaceutical companies, well, what is the product that you're delivering to them? What, what are you known for doing? Yeah, we help this kind of pro, uh, of companies to visualize their science. For example, uh, we are using uh, VR, virtual uh, reality, augmented reality, uh, interactive content, uh, 3D animation to visualize their treatments so they can better understand and explain to other target audiences how their treatments work. So, for example, we are helping now uh, a biotech to visualize, to visualize how they fight against cancer, for example. So we are uh, showing how a T cell is fighting to um, to a tumor cell. So you have to visualize that in 3D or with uh, virtual technologies. So that's uh, how we are providing to the pharma and the biotech uh, industry. That's really interesting then. So you're used to creating very detailed, very specialized and of course very accurate imagery. So where does that marry up with the with blockchain and NFTs? Where does that uh, synergy come from? Uh, the main uh, concept and the main idea is to merge uh, our real DNA data with science, art and the future metaverse. So what we are 
building is the is the only project creating a solution to geneticize our future avatars. So we are mixing our skills in visualization, but also our experience in the in the healthcare and life science industry, and we are mixing together to provide a solution for the for future technologies in the blockchain ecosystem. Yeah. So when you're looking uh, when you're discussing things as being a a, a solution. Um, that brings to mind sort of that you're, you have developed this within, with a particular problem in mind. So which problem were you looking to address? Well, um, definitely it's going to be, um, there are going to be problems and issues in the future, uh, using the metaverse, uh, what our future vision and goal is to verify users as human beings. So you are able to distinguish humans from AI bots. Uh, everybody is going to use their own uh, avatar. Um, imagine if you are talking in the virtual environment uh, or a virtual world with other avatars, or even in, in a dating app, you want to make sure that you are talking to another human being instead of, you know, uh, uh, talking to uh, an AI bot because artificial intelligence intelligent, Technology is going uh, is going so fast, so we are not gonna be able to distinguish ourselves from other bots, fake users, and other uh, technologies that are going uh, are going to appear in the in the system, right? So that's the um, that's the future solution we are bringing now, but uh, of course it's gonna be um, it's gonna happen, you know, in in a few years. But uh, we are working now on on the solution and. Um, for example, uh, the other day, Elon Musk said uh, that we have to fight bots on Twitter, right? Um, and I said to the team, we are definitely on, on the right track, right? So um, uh, we are envisioning that uh, avatars uh, will be a self-reflection of ourselves. So um, what we want to do is to verify that there, there is a human being behind the avatar. And we can customize with their genetics uh, the avatars that the, f- the, the future users are going to use in, in the blockchain ecosystem and in the in the um, metaverse uh, space. And how will that uh, look in in real time in real terms? Because say I have uh, an avatar that's maybe just a, a photo of myself. How does this additional layer of verification come in place? Uh, come into place? To go. I, I actually, yes, that's that's a a photo of Niall, and here's a stamp with the DNA to prove it. Yeah, I, uh, with our project, uh, the the owners will have um, you know a very unique NFT customized with their genetics, and we are mixing those NFTs to customize the the, the avatars, right? So uh, we are uh, sending a DNA sample kit, so users have to. Uh, take the, the sample um, uh, and send it back to the lab. So we are analyzing the, the DNA from users and we will uh, deliver a DNA report. So users are getting information about their origins, ancestry, uh, nutrition, health, fitness, and, and other uh, 
variables. So we are using those variables to customize the avatar. That's the mixing of DNA reports, data, users, and the utility in the in the in the metaverse. So we are mixing all together in 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 a shape of uh, digital art. So really, you're you're adding an awful lot of personal data. Um, to uh, to a regular avatar, if you're looking at adding in, yeah, uh, effectively a family history, a medical history, all this sort of thing, it's it's an awful lot of information to be adding in. So, is this where the blockchain element of the of the project comes in? Exactly. Uh, um, do you have to keep in mind that everything is anonymous? So even we, we don't know. Who are the user uh, with the DNA report, right? So everything is encrypted, and and the own uh, the owner of the data is the user. So we are using blockchain technology to um, trans to transfer the ownership of the data to the to the user. But um, we are not getting an storage. Uh, we don't storage the data or medical or sensitive data in our in our lab or in our company because we don't know who are behind the, the NFT, right? And um, everything is uh, is encrypted, and we just create an algorithm to read a thousand of numbers. Uh, no sensitive data behind them, behind them, and then we um, we select the right numbers to customize the art of the NFT with the you know color, uh, shape, uh, transparency, the 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 graphs, the QR codes, uh, and the style and the lighting and, and, and everything. Right. So yeah, that's the that's where blockchain is so valuable because we are not getting the whole data and we are not the owners of the data. So what's the next step then for um, the DNA verse? I mean, at the moment, uh, I know you've had sort of a, an initial tranche of, of avatars that you've released. So how, how is this actually playing out? How many um, uh, avatars are you releasing and, and what are they looking like at the moment? Yeah, the project is divided in two drops. Uh, the Genesis drop is is created uh, with uh, two hundred crypto proteins, which are the you know the molecules that are, are essential for life. Um, everything in this project ha- uh, has a, a scientific concept behind. So, Genesis drop is uh, for uh, two hundred proteins. Uh, then we are going to launch. Uh, uh, the second drop, which is going to be 3,000 DNA tickets. And we are going to deliver the final art uh, when users um, mint the, the DNA ticket, right? And the owners of the crypto proteins are going to be the rulers of the, of the future of the project because we are going to decentralize the project after the second drop. So we are creating a self-sustainable business model where holders uh, can uh, stake their their NFTs to receive uh, passive income and royalties, um, membership benefits, and, and airdrops, and, and many other benefits that uh, are coming along the way. So that's the that's the roadmap of the project. But uh, yeah, in, in, to summarize, uh, we have. Uh, two drops. The Genesis drop is going to be launched in, in June. 
So the, the whitelist is going to be open the, the next week. And uh, the second drop is going to be after summer, where uh, we uh, decentralize the, the the project and we we launch the you know the, the, the we expect the massive adoption of the of the project. So looking at uh, the, I, I suppose the the obvious um, next step in looking at another kind of decentralized technology well in theory anyway being the the metaverse how what sort of um level of uptake or how do you see um your project working uh, inside the metaverse is it is it the simple just here is a person not a thing is that as much as you need well, I, I think, um, you know, you, you're going to use uh, NFTs for many, many options that are not only collectibles. You can use NFTs to customize services and to represent yourself in the metaverse, to uh, get wearables, to get new tokens, to to receive an, uh, new digital assets, uh, new skins, um for example, uh, we are also working in a fashion brand because uh, we can customize clothing with your own DNA. So once you hold the NFTs, you can wear whatever you want, not only wearables, but um, but also clothes uh, based on your genetics. And you can also play with different uh, providers and vendors and, uh, and interact with other users. So um, it's not only about collectibles, it's how you customize your own experience in the metaverse. And the possibilities are endless, right? So, for example, we are also working in a um, move to earn. So if you hold our NFT and you exercise and you you do the, your fitness and you keep healthy and you do you 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 use our well-being channels and you uh, hear our nutritionists and our uh, psychologists you you know you, you you keep healthy in the metaverse and also in real life so the i mean the possibilities are, are endless uh, and this is just the beginning uh, so that's why I, I, I'm, I'm trying to 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 show the potential of having this kind of NFTs, not just to collect as a piece of art, but to shape your presence in the metaverse because it's going to to influence in your real life as well. And that was Avier Florin, the CEO and co-founder of DNAverse, chatting with Niall Kitson. If you'd like to find out more about them, uh, the website address is dnaverse.io. And just in case you forget it, you'll find it in the show notes on your player right now, whatever you're listening to us on. That is it for our show for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Do remember, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more at our website, techcentral.ie. And of course, you can listen to us each week online on your favourite podcasting player or Fridays with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Until next time, for myself, Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson, thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com Tech Central.